Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to yet another week of What Are The Odds? And to start off, a bit of a rant about our, my weekend. Ladies and gents, fill your cup up with a little bit of brown, tall cup, nice and full, and then pour one out. Pour one out for romance, because romance is dead. The underdog is dead. The safe underdog and the extreme underdog, they got pwned. St Kilda. Your rain is over. It was no high-flying rain, but it's gone. Your finals are done. Pack her up. Get the tears out. Get the tissues and send Rui on his way because you guys are done. North Melbourne. I know you don't want to go to you don't want to go to Tassie next year, but it doesn't mean you didn't have to just get absolutely done by the Hawks, who now own Tassie and leave you nowhere to go, but back to Arden Street and back to irrelevancy because I'm not even going to talk about your game this week, guys. You didn't want to play there. You didn't want to be there. I'm getting sounding very like Mark McClure right now. Very old man, very sad. But this is what you've done to me, North. So it's, it's just dead. And then you're Collingwood, who I thought were a bit of a sniff against the power up to half time, and then just just didn't just didn't do it. Couldn't cover. None of them could cover. So the safe underdog was dead. Do you know what the funny thing about that? Is what? North Melbourne came back within? Yeah, they all they all goals. came back in. St Kilda was St Kilda was like a point behind. North came back within two goals. Collingwood looked like going to pinch it, and they all fell apart at the end because romance is dead and the good teams win. That's the fact about it. You can go looking for the angles and little kind of shortcuts and secrets, but at the end of the day, the better team will most likely win. So this week is clinical Gordo week. <laughs> clinical. Gordo. I've got I've got harmless stats. I've done my research. I'm an angry, angry punter, and I'm going to get clinical. So no more romance, no more funny buggers, no more believing in miracles and and Sydney sports movies. It's uh, it's all about the seriousness. However, across the other side of the planet, miracles do happen, and Huddersfield looks great. So if you place your money early for them to stay up, well done, and Everton... Back to the future with Rooney. Rooney scored one nil. One shot, one goal. Yep, that's all we needed, mate. That's all we needed. I don't think I don't think he's actually going to be that good this year, but he got off to a good start anyway. Hey, he scored. We won. What can you you know? Can't ask for more than that. That's right. You're doing better than Sigurdsson uh, should be done by now this week. And top six. So there you go. Yep. Money for Jam on the round ball, not so much the red ball. But you, Baz, how was your weekend? I will. I said that GWS is my best bet, and they got up at a dollar seventy-five. And they didn't just get up; they smashed the doggies. They did. Um, gave you the Quinny in race two at Flemington. Everyone loved that. Paid got, five dollars. My phone exploded. Yep. Everyone sent me through. They Baz, Baz did it. Yep. Baz did it. He does pick winners. Yeah, Kilimanjaro ran second. I had a day of seconds in the in the races with a few resuming, but you know got the Quinella nice and early. Got GWS up. So uh, Rough Justice is on that blacklist of yours. Yeah, um, it's cooked. It needs a spell. Uh, I'll probably jump off the bandwagon now for a while, if not forever. And the thug just needs a bit more of a wet track, a bit of a softer track. It was probably too firm for it. He did, they did take the inside run, probably hoping for the track to be a bit off and might be able to get through it a bit better. But no, nah, he probably wasn't up to it on the weekend. Shout out to the thug. We and still love you. We'll get behind you every single time. The courageous rock was scratched, but it is running this weekend. So get, around, get around that one. So a bit of a light uh, sports week for Down Under. Obviously, EPL's kicked off. But everything else is pretty much still in mid-season or pre-season. So no crystal balls this week. We'll get straight into our favourite section, the 44 cast. 
And uh, footy's getting serious now. We're getting close to the finals. And everyone's saying that Friday night will be the grand final preview. And if it is, I just hope it's a good game. Because I am, I'm very scared. I'm very scared that Adelaide are going to just come out, butter bing, butter boom, kick massive bags from all over the shop and just destroy Sydney and it'll be done. And then that's it. Like, we just know who's going to be the Premier. I don't... Th- like, Adelaide will win. I do think that. Yeah. And I, I think this is a grand final, you know, preview. Do you? I do. I, I've still got hope for Melbourne, dangling over that. I do think it'll be a, it's a grand final preview. Adelaide win because it's in Adelaide. Uh, but if it's at the MCG grand final day, Sydney have been there a few times. They've also cooked it a few times. But Adelaide haven't been there yet. So I'm still back in Sydney on MCG on last day of September or first day of October, whatever it is this, this year. But Friday night, the pure fact that Adelaide are 8-2 and two against top eight teams... And one of those losses was Geelong at Skilled Stadium. And we know how good Geelong are there, as you saw last yep, week with definitely. Richmond. Kennedy is back for Sydney, but, and maybe Sloan might be out. Who knows? But I just think that Adelaide at home just got too much for uh, Sydney up forward. The midfield's been coming good with, you know, the Crouch boys. Jacobs will give them a, a box seat in the ruck, even though I have liked nice, um, Tippett and Sinclair. I did say a few weeks ago, Tippett still has a, a pivotal role to play, it, even though he beat up on a... Fremantle last week did play well. And I just think that, yeah, Sydney have had a really good run. I think it's going to come to the end Friday night. They'll still win and make the finals. They won't finish top four. And Adelaide wins 0-39. to 39. The unders over is 169.9. Does mm-hmm. look a bit wet and dewy for a Friday wet night Wet or game. dewy? Because if it's oh. dewy, I don't reckon it affects it. If it's wet, then maybe. But last time it was wet, that was the Doggies game, and it still went overs. Yeah, so it's under 69. And you know Sydney like to tighten it up a bit. But I think that... Adelaide will still get it over the back. It'll be a nice contested game. Two different sort of game styles as well. I still think Adelaide wins 0-39 to 39, and I'd probably go over. It's only meant to be 5 mil, but I'm meant to get 20 mil on Thursday, so probably leave that alone depending on the weather. It's 169.9, but definitely Adelaide 1-39, to 39, you get $2.10, leaving just straight out 165 and just sit back and watch a really, really good game on Friday night. No, I definitely agree. Some interesting things I found in the uh, Stats Deep Dive, as I said, this week's all about clinical cordo. Uh, scoring shots. So have you heard of expected goals? Yes. Like that kind of stuff? Yeah, so Adelaide, obviously, best forward line. They're the, like the Swiss army knife of forward lines. Yep. And they also have the highest expected scoring shot uh, percentage in the league. So they get 30 like 30 quality scoring shots per game and only concede 21. And 21 is the best in the league, yep. equal with Sydney. Yep. So they have the best attack and the best defense. Yep. So they're obviously the best team. We already know that. They're on top of the ladder. I'm not teaching you anything you don't know. But where they get, where they are almost impossible to stop is the fact that they can score from anywhere. They get there like Joe the Goose, who Josh Jenkins loves the Joe the Goose, over the top running goal. But they can also score from outside 50. They can score from tight angles. And their kicking from all kind of pockets of the of the 50 is above average across all the spots. So, like, even if you're a good defensive team like Sydney, you try and force them out wide or deep into the pockets. You've got blokes like Betts who can snap around corners. You've got guys like Tex who can boom it in from 55. So that it's they're virtually impossible to defend against in a, in a modern-day zonal-type defense. So especially, yeah, at home... Seven and a half, the line is ridiculous. They'll cover that for sure. And uh, my action would be Adelaide to cover and the overs. Because I just think 170, like, 
I'd see this as being at least a hundred to seventy type game. Like Sydney, where Sydney fall down from mine is actually their their shots. They come out and they make some, but they they're not as good as Adelaide scoring from the difficult angles. And you got blokes like Buddy who will get a lot of a lot of shots at goal, but he'll only convert fifty percent of the time. So yeah, we've talked about how poor Sydney's conversion rate is in front of goal. The last two weeks they've been really good at it against Geelong and Freo, and just absolutely blown both teams out of the water early. And then you look at against Hawthorne where they kicked two seven. They'd mm-hmm. have taken those up. It would have blown Hawthorne out of the water. So I reckon this will be a really fast. Like the first quarter in this game is gonna be hectic as. Yeah. And it's gonna be great to watch. And it's where the city can take their chances and whether Adelaide just do what Adelaide does and have done all year. They've got a good defence, good offence, and generally that leads to a premiership. Yeah, definitely agree. So from that to the Pretenders Cup. This is, this is the proper pretenders. And so what what defines a pretender? A team that everyone touts as having something and they just don't produce it. And the Western Bulldogs... <laughs> I've got that here as well. ...are the biggest <laughs> pretenders ever. They pretended so hard they won a grand final. I'm going to get very, like, Dan Libertad on this one. Like, the fact that the Western Bulldogs... Do you know who played in the forward? Like, who were the key th- three key forwards for the Western Bulldogs last week? Do you know who they were, Daz? Uh, Cloak was one. Yeah, Travis Cloak. Redpath. Redpath and Tory Dixon. Now, when you say that, when GWS saw that lineup, they were going, that doesn't matter. Like, we can play. We could play uh, under-19s on them. And that's why they made a late change. They made yeah. a late change and added another tour to their forward line. Low, low play. Yeah. And Patton, and that's why I've got Dixon kicking most goals this weekend. They're playing at Ballarat, as you know. And I've, I've written the exact same thing. We, we don't have pretenders, but doggies are pretenders. Port have a better top eight record than the dogs. Yeah. Everyone said the doggies were back and talked them up all the time. And, you know me, I've been bashing for over two years now. But they haven't beaten anyone in that period. They won their four straight. They beat like Carlton and, you know, Essendon and yep. whoever else it was that they beat. Good on them. Or and Brisbane, the, just. And the dogs are so good at pretending. Here's their, here's their key stats from last Friday night's game. They had 14 marks inside 50 compared to GWS's 15. They had 10 tackles inside 50 compared to GWS's 11. They had 22 shots at goal compared to 25 GWS, but they lost by 50 points. And they had like, what? How do you lose by 50 points? Here's how you lose by 50 points. They went inside 50 65 times. (laughs) 65 times for 22 22 shots at goal and none... Not a single one, and I'll post this up on socials afterwards. Not a single shot at goal from inside. What? What? Uh, shout outs to Insights at Twitter uh, calls the golden amblydemba form or an almond shape. So there's like a 15, 15 by fifteen meter uh, ellipsis outside the uh, for, uh, outside the goal square, and that's where you, like if you kick it there and you get a mark or you get a crumb, it's a goal almost all the time. And they had none, none from sixty five. And compared to GWS, who scored like six from there. Yeah, all their like, goals, you'll get it there, all from 50, pretty much. Yeah. And so the dogs, they just don't have, they don't have a forward line. They rely too heavily on too few players. Like, yes, the Bond is an absolute jet, but he can't kick it to himself. He can't kick it so high and so slow that he can run 50 metres and can catch it again in the 50 metre arc. Well, he was the only one that looked dangerous to their ball inside 50 as well. When he had the ball outside 50 and kicked it in, he... It looked well, dangerous, yeah. but the only bloke who's dangerous enough to mark it would be the Bont. So you'd have to teleport <laughs> there and go catch it again. Well, they also, they'll be missing Eastern Wood. They won't have Redpath. And I actually rate Redpath. I think he's a decent footballer in the right team. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see if he does go to Carlton next year. Um, yeah, they obviously got Wood out. JJ's a maybe. But the thing I wrote down here is, is 
is Bob Murphy retiring the last ditch attempt of their coach beverage yeah to try and get them up and so obviously last year he's mentally got them up had them playing above themselves like there's a lot of players that played above themselves and now they're playing twos for a reason yeah they're not they weren't actually that good and maybe that's worn off on them because they've won the flag is is Murphy retiring his last ditch effort to try and get them up and about so are you suggesting that if they did get up and about yep that he would unretire no, he wouldn't unretire. But I'm just thinking, they've done this now. They could have done it at the start of the year. Could have done it any time they wanted to. Yeah. They've done this now because they need they need to win the last two to make the, to make the finals. Yeah. And they're a bit of a you know emotional bunch down there. They're very in touch with each other and very close knit unit. And I think that he's just got him to retire this week to say, look, we need to get something out of these boys. And I'm and it won't work. The doggies will lose. The, the the line is like negative two, I think it was. At two, yeah, it's two dollars. It's basically fifty fifty. They're dollar ninety. Dixon kicked most goals because Tall's this year against doggies have kicked goals, and if he doesn't, Robbie Gray will pop up and kick seven. But I I can't believe I've been this positive. Like I was pretty positive about Port beating us last week, but I'm even more positive they'll beat the doggies this week. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. What I've written here in my notes is that Port are as bad as North. They just have a marginally better midfield, a.k.a. the Bont, and they have a marginally you better rebounding defence. You said Port. You meant oh, sorry. Yeah. They're as bad as... Yeah. Doggies, sorry. Port's just marginally better than both of those two teams. That's a fun on the weekend. But, yeah. The the dogs... I'm off the dogs. I'm way, way, way off the dogs forever and ever. Amen. Oh, um, and Port, this game will definitely go overs as well. So I'm, I'm backing you in here with Port, and I reckon they'll go overs as well, um, solely because, again, on that expected goals and, and shot quality... Port just love to shoot. And against, yeah, they got the upper hand here and they beat up on teams because they just love to shoot from anywhere. And you've given blokes like Gray space, deep in the deep in the pockets, out wide in the wings, going one against two. He'll, he'll snag goals from everywhere. So uh, the over-unders is not that big. It's 169, so they'll cover that easy and Port to win and win comfortably for mine. Port actually outsiders. So here's another stat for you. Opposition scores per inside 50 is up to 60%. Like up to 60%. So last year when they won the flag, they were at 48. Now they're at 60. Yeah. So it shows how much they dropped off with their defensive. And like I said to you before, they haven't beaten anyone. Like, you know, and they, when they're against the top eight teams, they've generally lost, apart from against West Coast, who I don't know how they're a top eight team. And they beat Sydney earlier in the year. They've lost by 23, 46, 57, 59, 48 against top eight teams. So you can see that this is just going to be yeah. a bit of a percentage boost for Port. Which they need to because they want to they wanna definitely try and play a couple of games at Adelaide Oval. Yeah, and they want to try time. and knock off Richmond out of the top four. Yeah, which is going to be their aim. So, uh, yeah, sorry, sorry, Bob. Bob's my favourite player not to play in the uh, red and red, oh, the red, the yellow and the black. But, uh, but yeah, nah, it's done. Sorry, doggies. You're, you're cooked. Speaking of teams that are cooked, Collingwood's cooked. So much so that they've, they've taken off, taken it off the fire and put them in the fridge. Yeah, they've got Dugowie off. Uh, Penelope's definitely done. Varco's done. Plus a few others. I don't think Grundy's back for another week. Whether he comes back at all, what's the point? So we actually played some decent footy last week mixed with some really frustrating footy. And we still make the simplest errors. I swear to God, watching under 11s, you make you make better decisions. And the thing that worried me last week as well was just some of the work rates of the players. So 
when we're up and about, it was good, but then we just seemed to drop off. And it was just too easy. We should have got blown away in the second quarter. And hopefully Bucks decides that, you know, Thomas Blair, you know where they're at, get rid of them, the goey's out. We play like, you know, Kirby, Dacos, Brown, and a few other young blokes who have been running in twos. Hopefully give Aish another good run in the midfield. He played all right on the weekend. Get Broomhead back, see what he's got in the midfield. We generally go all right against the Cats, the MCG, over the last few times anyway. But I, And I know they're missing still Salwood and... Tomahawk had two weeks I think so and I don't think Menzel's going to play he put up pretty sore after the game last week they get back Duncan it's a winnable game for us but I just don't see us winning it because the Cats have too much to play for and if Guthrie plays like he did last week Motlock plays like he did last week Harry Taylor I'm not worried about Harry Taylor shout out to Harry Taylor I don't think he will worry us in the fourth line uh, that's what everyone says it'll be the and he starts worrying him it'll he starts the... worrying people it'll he be... just goes in there like a sly little dog and goes I'm not very good at playing for him so they come up here don't mind me don't mind me guys I'm not very good apparently and then he just kicks a bag so nah, uh, he, won't, he won't kick a bag against us it'll be like the little fellas that run around and midfielders that get goals against us uh, yeah I just don't see us winning I probably don't I really, didn't even look at the game to be honest that much just for the pure fact that I don't think we're any good and the year's almost over, and I just wanted to look and do more research so on the games. So, it's crazy. The line is uh, plus two goals in Collingwood's favour. So, that, that's the handicap. That's not enough. That's not enough against no, the Cats. Enough. The over-under is 168. Again, not enough. So, I'm, I'm going Geelong to cover and over. And interestingly, interestingly, I think as much as Collingwood might get off the chain here a little bit, depending on depending on the strength of their, their side on Saturday... Geelong will do what they did to Richmond. I know it's at the MCG, so it's a lot harder for them to replicate. But they'll just send Collingwood out wide. Because based on shot production, Collingwood's the eighth best team. You take the eighth most shots at goal per game out of the whole out of the whole comp. So you're actually quite a decent attacking production team. You're just shit house at shooting for goal. Yeah, I know. Yeah, we'll, so you'll just they'll just send you they'll just send you wide into the pockets on that fifty arc or deep around the pockets, and I'll go. Can't watch another shot. Yeah, kick kick eight sixteen. See, yeah, see how you like it. what we do, and yeah, we win plenty of footy at the source, but it's what yeah. we do with it after that, and we always get lots of inside fifties. Again, yeah. it's what we do with them, yeah. and a lot of them no good. And whether Wales plays again, just pack him up. Yeah, send him to wherever he wants to go, and make sure he gets fit for next season. Yeah. So, and then interestingly enough. More going into finals, Geelong has as good as Sydney and Adelaide at defending quality shots. So Geelong hasn't Geelong's looked scrappy. They haven't had their full team in, but I think come finals time they'll be looking a lot more like a top the top four side that they actually are compared to what they're looking like now. Uh, a side that does look like a top four side indeed, though, is GWS, the Karate Kids. They're playing West Coast at home. And I reckon I'm actually properly scared about GWS. Do you reckon my spray the other week got him up and about? Oh, I reckon... Well, we, we've been going viral recently, so I reckon, you know, Leon Cameron's just taking any excuse to give give the boys a bit of a whack, so I reckon... I reckon he's played it to He's him played him to it beforehand. And like, look at this. Look at this bald-headed idiot in, in Victoria saying we're no good, saying we're <laughs> pretenders. We'll show him. We'll show everyone. On her Instagram today, they had a... They were doing a chin-up challenge. I reckon he would have had it playing... Yeah. Me just abusing pretenders. 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 While they're doing their chin ups. Metronomic chin ups yeah. behind the pretenders bandwagon. But um, they're scary now. And I reckon they'll take Sydney's spot against Adelaide and the Granny. That's how good I reckon they're going to be. By the time they get to finals, yeah, they could be. They'll, they'll be as good as they were last year. And it's going to be scary. Injury is the only thing. And whether Leon Cameron has the nuts to drop a Stevie J 
a Heath Shaw, those sorts of blokes, if they're not performing. Mm, sorry. Well, he's been pushing him forward and back. Look, I wouldn't drop him. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying you've got young talent there who are pretty bloody good. Mm. And you've got some senior blokes who are struggling to get around, a bit sore, needs to play one week on, one week off, not really contributing. And look, Stevie Doe's a great at the game, and I wish he came to Collingwood, but at the end of the day, if you've got Devin Smith and, and Toby Green running about... Do you need Stevie J? Do you yeah. need Stevie J? So yeah. my thing for this game is I think GWs win and just they, I reckon this could be a blowout. Yeah, totally agree. But the one thing that uh, might keep West Coast in it and one thing that GWs will want to stop is Kennedy kicking goals. Because when Kennedy kicks goals, they generally score. But if they stop him, then they won't be able to score. He's, he's missed five games and is leading the Coleman this year. It's funny, we all say um, the players won't be able to kick 100 again. If he didn't miss those five, he's, he's averaging four or something goals a game. He could actually kick mm. 100 goals. He's that good. Like, he is very, very, not underrated, but he doesn't think he gets attention because he plays over yeah. the most. He's not, he's not, people don't rave at him whether they about Buddy. Yeah. And as a goal kicker, an out and out goal kicker, he's by far better. Yeah. And you've got, obviously, Mitchell are pretty smart. They miss out because they don't both travel. Yeah. Um, and then you've, you know, Jerry's get Mummy back, Smith back. So you probably... I really hope they drop Loeb. I'm sorry to say this, Loeb. I think you're a good player. But I really hope they drop Loeb and Simpson and play the smaller players because that's when they've played their best. Cameron was training today. He's probably... I wouldn't even risk him until the first final because they should really win this game, solidify second spot, and then they play Geelong in Geelong. And, you know, it's a nothing game. So it means nothing to them, really, if they lose or win the last round. And I just think, yeah, this could be an absolute blowout in Greater Western Sydney. But then there's the usual Greater Western Sydney rock up and play a quarter of footy. True. And this is the interesting thing I found. So, again, uh, on the shot expectancy, a lot of the time if you take difficult shots, your average drops off. So Adelaide take the most shots and they have a very median uh, conversion rate of just over 53%. And that's because they take them from everywhere. They just back themselves to kick goals. GWS takes even harder shots, but they convert them more often. Yeah. And they're not, they're not regressing back to the mean. So often you'd do that, and then after a while you'd have really poor shot conversion. GWS just, just, they just slot them from everywhere. They, they just go, we'll take them. Like they're going to start kicking bombs from 70 just to prove a point. Like they're that talented and that good. Well, Patton, they, they, they just, they'll just kick goals. Patton's a great kick at goal. And when you've got blokes like Kelly and Scully, who find, and even Sheila who find space... They can slot it from anywhere. And then you've got Toby Green. I know you hate him, but he's a... Oh, no, he's a jet. He's, he's an absolute jet of a footballer. Player. He's and, just a terrible human being. That's and Devin Smith as that. well. And I think the overs could be in play here, depending on the weather up there. Uh, they, and they have turned Metricon into a bit of... Not Metricon. Is, uh, what's their called? What's their stadium called up there? Spotless. Sorry? Spotless. Spotless, yeah. They've turned Spotless into a bit of a... Bit of a, a fortress. fortress. Um, so they're, they're generally winning most games there. So, yeah, I just... The 29 points, I think he's in trouble. West Coast, just pack the bags up, get ready for next year, do some trading, do what you need to do because your list isn't that good. Yeah, definitely. I have GWS to cover. Um, bit concerned about the over-under at 183. If if they do an absolute shutdown job, like Bulldogs only scored 50 against them last week, and yes, it's the Bulldogs, not the Eagles, but if they do another shutdown job, win, win the source ball and just kick goals, there's not much opportunity there for West Coast to score and if you just had to shut down one bloke, which they will have to do, then I think backing in West Coast is kick enough points to send it into the overs I, might I, be a bit risky. I just think Jarvis would smash it. I seriously yeah. think this could be a 60 to 80 point game. Yeah. 
Like definitely because they win the they win the contested ball. They're one of the better contested ball teams in the comp. They then have clearance domination already, and they got the speed on the outside because West Coast don't have the speed on the outside. And West Coast are slow all over the field. Yeah, and yeah, they rely on Gaffer Shui, and we've seen recently teams tag one of those two and take them out of the game, and then all of a sudden, like Carlton nearly beat West Coast last week. I know Carlton have played some decent footy and they've played some really woeful footy the last four to five weeks, but if you want to be a top eight team, you need to be winning by more than 18 points against Carlton. Yeah, definitely. Especially when you're four or five goals up in the second quarter. All all very true points, and look out for the Giants juggernaut and to have more replays of that filthy, filthy theme song because it's, it's horrendous. Uh, Gold Coast, Essendon. Whoa, this game. This this game, what do we make? What do we make of Essendon? Because Gold Coast are cooked. Gold Coast are properly bad. So they they are the worst. Again, on this, I'm going deep into this this goal shot stuff this week. But they are the worst at conceding. They take the worst shots and the least shots, and they concede the most shots and the best shots. They're just bad at football this year. Like that's what it sums down to. But does Essendon capitalise on that? Are they good? Are they good enough to beat up on a team and keep their finals hopes alive, or are they going to let someone steal their spot? I watched. I watched Gold Coast last week. First quarter, they kicked six, seven goals. I went, "Ooh, sack a coach." This theory could go. Yeah, the Hollywood period. They then kicked six goals after quarter time to nineteen and did not look interested. And we've talked numerous times about how poor their defence is and their, you know, tackling pressure and that stuff. And that was very, very evident again on the weekend. And Brisbane just absolutely blew them apart. Now you've heard and that's me- Brisbane. Brisbane blew yeah. a team apart. That's that's how bad Gold Coast were. And we'll get to Brisbane soon. Um, and Gold Coast are just cooked. Like, they're no good. Now, you look at Essendon, who we've spoken about before with their defensive. So points against, they're ranked 13th. So they average 92 points a game against them. Opposition scores per inside 50, 47.5%, number 12. Inside 50 is conceded, they're ranked 17th. Marks inside 50 conceded, they're ranked 15th. Points conceded from turnovers, they're ranked 13th. And points conceded from stoppages, they're ranked, I think it's 10th. So you can quickly see that this is going to be a very, very open game with, I think, lots of scoring, and that would favour the Bombers because... As we've spoken about previously as well, they're they're a poor man's Adelaide. They just try and out. A very poor man's Adelaide, like they, a, like a cheap knockoff Chinese type situation. They just worry about attack and trying to outscore the, the the opposition. So I just think this has again the line twenty points, and that's a joke. Bombers will cover that easily. Gold Coast have been struggling to score sixty points a game lately, and you know yuck. It's yeah. a yuck game, but there is money to be made there because Essendon will win and win comfortably. Just also, you think Leon Cameron listened to me about JWS being pretenders. I think I said a few weeks ago as well they should uh, rest McGrath, Essendon, and that paid dividends. They rested him, came out, had, was probably one of the Bombers' best last week, had 27 touches, kept Eddie goalless, and I think Eddie only had seven or eight touches. Just shows that sometimes these first-year draftees, as good as they can be, especially number one pick, is a gun. You can't play him. 15, 16 weeks straight because they just get tired. Also, it also shows that you might know what you're talking about. Yeah. Which is worrying. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You should apply for the job at Gold Coast, mate. Well, Power Pepper had a rest last week as well when he comes back this week, so we should see how he plays. There we go. There we go. Yep, I'm the same here. Esther in the cover. 
and uh, it could be a massive blowout. And yeah, like Gold Coast could end up in Antarctica at this rate. Not 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 just Tassie. They could be going shipped well off, shipped right off, Dunstall style. Uh, Saturday night game: Carlton versus Hawthorne. I'm I'm confused about this game because the Hawks are playing like they really think they can bank this 3% chance of making finals. Well, I've actually got it written here somewhere. What needs to happen for them to make the finals? Do you want me to go through it? I'd love you to go through that, Baz. All right. I'll just get it up because I didn't think we'll go through it. But anyway, so this week they need Port to beat the Dogs. Check. That'll happen? Yeah. Giants beat the Eagles? Easy. Done. The problem they have here is the Suns to beat the Bombers. It's, it's not It's not against the realms of impossibility. Yeah, if they do beat the Suns, then they obviously need the Bombers to lose next week to Fremantle. Which is even less likely. Yes, all right. So, and the Hawks need to beat the Blues. Which will happen. And in the last round, the Hawks need to beat the Dogs. Done. Crows need to beat the Eagles. Yep. Tigers need to beat the Saints. Yep. Hawthorne then make the, make the eight. And so, Sydney will be shitting themselves. So Gold Coast, to make life interesting for everyone, <laughs> just beat just beat Essendon for the, for the love of God. So you give up money for for them to. Beat well, I just I won't make the bet now. We, <laughs> I'll check our, I'll check our listenership numbers on Saturday Saturday morning before I lay down the cash, and then if we've got enough numbers, and I can go, oh maybe that, maybe that's reached Dean Solomon. Yeah. Maybe he's going to be like, look, there's two guys in Victoria that really want us to win. I know you blokes don't really give a shit, but we'll have a dip for them. For the lads, for the lols. But anyway, back uh, sharpening back up here for the Blues versus the Poos and the Wees. Hawthorne are looking really good. They are. They, and scary good. Not scary good. They no, play. it's scary good because it's because they had no one. Yeah, but they only beat North. No, no, but it's how they beat North and who they beat North with. They only beat them by four goals. And North let every team score against them, so that's fine. Like we'll go over it later with the, what they're averaging since round eleven. But yeah, no, they, they beat no one last week, and Carlton played pretty good footy. They've played pretty good footy the last two weeks. But the only way I can I actually messaged one of our friends Oliver and said, "Am I being stupid if I want to tip Carlton this week?" He said, "I was." I don't think it's that stupid. I think it's going to be a pretty low scoring game because of how they both play their footy. Definitely. I know it's been played at Eddie Had, but under one eighty one looks like a pretty good, pretty good bet. Uh, roof closed. Have the Hawthorne played at Eddie Had this year? Off the top of my head, I don't think so. Either do I. It'll be interesting to see how their cluster works at Eddie Had. Carlton played generally their better footy at Eddie Had, so I just think it'll be a bit of a bit of a low scoring slugfest. Hawthorne might just get up just for the fact they got some some pretty good players, but I wouldn't be surprised if Carlton knock them off here either. Now, the only problem with that is, is that. One of the fundamental theories in football is you have to kick more points opposition to win games. And I know they haven't this year. And Carlton won't do that. Yeah, I know. But, but who knows? They might keep the Hawks at 70 and they might score 77. Don't forget that Carlton have beaten JWS and a few other teams this year. By yeah, that same very thing. true. Very true. However, since the buy when Sicily and Gunnison got thrown behind the pill by, by super coach Alistair Clarkson, yep. Hawthorne have the best defence in the league. That's good, but they don't play that sort of kick long down the line that will allow intercept markers. Carlton like to possess the ball a bit, move it around, and move it quickly. They, they like to hit up targets because they haven't got big forwards. But, um, like their the bailout kicks Levi. Otherwise, they've got Matty Wright, uh, Patricia Seaton, you know, Charlie Kerno, the likes of those boys. So I just don't think. 
I don't think that that's really going to worry Carlton. I, just, I still think it would be Hawthorne probably win. Don't get me wrong. But so are you be, putting are you putting any dollar dues on Carlton? Well, what are Carlton paying to win? Uh, a bit. A bit. A bit. Look, if they're paying the more, line is twenty, so they're going to be paying in the threes. I don't think that's probably enough for me to be enticed. Three dollars forty is not enough to be enticed. But I'll tell you what, if the line's at twenties, I'll just take um, Carlton at the line because I reckon it'll be within twenty points. I only got beaten by 18 points over hmm. West Coast last week. So, no, I just think it'll be a close game. Under 181 looks good. Yeah, definitely way, way, way under 181 for mine. This is looking like a 160, 150 type game. So, that yeah. would be my play. And uh, I reckon Hawthorne cover easy because they're playing some properly good football. And chatting to a few of the hockey boys, they're, they're, they're believing. If you thought Buddy Beveridge was getting the boys up last year for the fairy tale... Clarkson started spinning the fairy tale stories around the club rooms this year as well. So it'll be interesting to see how they come out at Etihad, an unfamiliar situation, but uh, I'm backing the Hawks hard on that one. Now, they're not pretenders because they won. But Melbourne, Melbourne aren't that good. They'll make but the eight. They'll make the eight. Well done. Richmond made the eight. And you've said to yourself, Richmond aren't that good. Yeah. The week off will help them. What, do they, what they need to do here is they need to absolutely smash Brisbane. And everyone's like you, Baz. They're all jumped on the they jumped on the demons bandwagon. The lines out to thirty nine points yeah. against Brisbane. Yeah. Now, I don't think Melbourne kick enough points to beat a team by forty points. No, and especially if they're missing um, Viney because Viney's been in the moon but all week, and there's there's doubt he'll play. I still think they've got enough cattle to beat Brisbane, and Brisbane do get scored heavily against though, so they play. Um, they play quick football, not a lot of pressure. They like to possess it as well a bit. They're still learning a lot about this game plan. They still have a really young list. And I'm about to have a hot take here. There you go. Get the sizzler out. Brisbane are a better place than any other team outside the eight. And you could probably argue they're better placed than my two teams inside the eight from a list point of view. They've got a really good uh, spine. They've got a good midfield. They then get heaps of talent or probably top end talent this year in the draft as they've got plenty of picks they'll obviously get probably a few more picks the following year depending on who they trade out and they obviously won't finish you know top 8 next year they could who knows but I don't think they will so they'll probably get another top 10 pick they're going to have lots and lots of talent Fagan sorted out that joint with the AFL and in 3 or 4 years they could be absolutely scary they could be GWS like that is it was that was a pretty stale take until you said GWS like, and then it got <laughs> then it got very hot indeed. It got to that got to like the hottest peri peri sauce you can get. Yeah. But uh, no, I I agree. I just I just don't think my issue is not with Brisbane. I totally agree with most of that. My issue was with the D's. So last week they kicked six in the first quarter against the Saints. They kicked eight for the rest of the game. Yeah. They just they just do not create enough opportunities to score, and all of their goals are pretty much. Like Joe the Goose goals over the top. Like Garlett leads the league in scoring from the square. Yeah. He's kicked 15 goals from the square this year. Well, who would have seen Harms popping up kicking three or four? And and that's the only reason why they beat the Saints. Yeah, Neil Bullen as well. So that's, that's why I've, the weather's not looking great for Sunday. The points are over under is 194. Uh, unders for that, definitely. Way under. And uh, yeah, I'd just be watching. It would be a pretty good game, I reckon, still. Do you reckon Brisbane cover? The thirty nine and a half. Yeah, it'll go close, but like I said, they do like they they score pretty well. They do look like a threat scoring because got Rockliffe and Beams who 
you just don't miss. Mm. And you got your Hipwoods and, and your Zorkos and stuff like that f- floating about. I I probably wouldn't touch the line. I'd just be going unders because like with the weather forecast, you know, a bit of rain, a bit of windy, Melbourne, the way they play, the under 194 looks pretty pretty spot on. And maybe, you know, get on your Zorko or your, your um, Nathan Jones to get most posies. Yeah, no, good play there. Definitely agree. Then uh, that's going to be a decent game to watch at MCG and a horrible game to watch at Etihad will be the Saints versus the Roos in the Who Cares game because, as I said, I don't care about the Roos. You're rubbish. <laughs> They've both put their cues in the rack. Yeah. And they've got nothing to play for. The Saints are done. Like, there's probably a mathematical chance they can make finals. They can still make it. But they're done. Like, they proved last week they had a chance. They practically played in a grand final last week. And like the Saints have done throughout my entire lifetime, they just fell at the final hurdle. They gave up in the last quarter. I think not playing Eddie had hurt there. Well, they didn't turn up for the first quarter, so that cooked them. They were yeah, late. There's obviously delays in the city loop. They couldn't get onto the MCG until after quarter time. Yeah, but some of their turnovers were like, they thought they were still kicking under the roof. Yeah. And we've made this joke like a few times this year about how... They just how can't travel. They don't travel. Well, they and, couldn't even travel to the G. And last week I did say... You did. The first game of the G, they're travelling, they won't win. And the way they played that first quarter was some of the kicking. It was like watching Collingwood. It was disgusting. No, it was like... It was, like, it was legitimately like watching St Kilda City under nines. Like, it was... <laughs> It was silly. But the thing that cost them last week is they missed some goals and some opportunities that they should have kicked. And I heard on the radio during the week on SEN, so Billings has had 60 shots at goal this year. He's kicked 20 goals, 32, and had eight misses altogether. Him and Gresham have had a combined of 120 shots on goal. Guess how many goals that that has led to? 48. 40. So... And they're not the only two. Like they were the two they pointed out. You know, Josh Bruce had his worries as well. And we've commented a few times how bad they are in front of goals converting. And it really hurts you. They take those chances last week, especially with Bruce was running into an open goal and stuffed up the bounce. And then he missed a, missed a shot from like five metres out in an angle. Like, like how they missed those shots. I'm sure Melbourne probably missed a few easy ones as well. But you just go back to those and think what could have happened if they... Because they were on a run there and Melbourne looked shot. And Melbourne were tired because they've been to every point in Australia the last six or seven weeks travelling, and they look shot as well in the last quarter, but got up. It's at Eddie Had. So North averaging 105 points against since round 11. Even the Hawks last week hit over 100 against mm. them. I expect that the Saints will use a ball up there this week, being that the fact is that Eddie Had. Rue being back will also help the Saints. Now, Wade might be coming back for North as well, but... Given they've put away Proust and Goldstein, apparently, there's a red on Twitter, why would you bring back uh, over 30-year-old who's got calf issues? When for, you got, for nothing. For, for nothing. Zero, like zero point. Yeah, so just give him up as well. Play some more kids. You'll get done. I'm sure the unders-overs is 190-something. was 196, I think. 196. 186. So that goes over because North will give up at least 100 points. You put that in the bank and you'd hope that North would be able to kick 60 to 70 and then you've covered that as well. And I don't know what the line is. It's something 16 stupid. and a half. So I'll be back in Saints to cover that as well. Just Saints will win this because North are no good. Brown will probably kick the most goals. You're probably paying nothing, but he'll kick most goals because the only opportunity that North Melbourne's going to kick goals is him. Zewell comes back, he might kick a few. Saints win this. They cover the line. They cover the overs-unders. And that's it. Yeah. Enough said on that game. And then finally around at the weekend... <laughs> Fremantle versus Richmond. And if you want a team, like some teams put their blokes on ice, 
Some teams put their blokes in the freezer. The whole of Fremantle have just been stuck in the deep chest for like half the half the season. Like they did they even turn up against Sydney last week? No, they didn't. They were they were woeful. They just defensively they looked absolutely shot. It was how easy City was scoring was pretty pathetic. But funnily enough, they've brought back Harley Bennell. Hmm. And he's gonna play deep forward apparently, so He's pretty dangerous, but he hasn't played a lot of footy. Yeah. And it's interesting that they're bringing him back for two games, maybe well, one. Is it, is, it, is it a trial for like next season type thing? Like, I'm pretty here's sure. Your, here's, your, here's your opportunity. And then, like, he's obviously still contract or whatever, but it's not that hard to to say you're playing twos and be done with it. You yeah. can retire if you want type yeah. situation. I, I worry for him if he does retire because I think he won't be around or end up in jail or something because you just lose a plot. I think mm. when he did his calf the third time it was, that's when he lost the plot the worst. So I'd hate for him to... Go that way. He needs footy. Definitely can play a bit. Definitely. So, the funny trend I found about this is, you know you always lose to Fremantle at the G, and then you go to the main stadium, you pretty much always beat them. Yeah. And this is, guess who's been playing? This is Domain. Domain. And I don't see you losing, although you should have won last week, but obviously coming out in the media during the week with your bathwater drinking now, again. So you say this, you say this, and I knew this was going to come because you love to bash up on Richmond, but legitimately Geelong played good football last week and they played they played skilled. In in some respects, I actually think that skilled stadium beat Richmond and not Geelong. What, so then the umpire, and then you, you've coached no, 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 the umpire, and like, bags the umpires? Hardwick, Hardwick fucked up. He shouldn't have blamed the umpires. Yeah, there was more free kicks, but that's how Geelong play. They, they duck their heads, they do everything within the rules to get free kicks. Kuda Matata, that's life. But the fact is, is again, like Richmond play this this very stoic, defensive, contested, rebound style football. So we'll win a we'll win a defensive like we'll get a spoil from Rance, and then we'll just rebound straight through the center. We use the power of the likes of Dusty to burst through the center of the field, and then we try and hit up good quality shots at goal in a, inside our forward fifty with deeper entries in front of goal. Yeah. At skilled, you can't do that because the field's so skinny that you can just essentially park the bus in the middle of the field and split us to go wide. And that's why we got stuck in the last quarter with the Rams just left to kick long and wide, turn over, and they score against. And so at skilled, Richmond can't, and that's why we've lost the last 20 in a row or something ridiculous at skilled. And that's, yeah, it just didn't suit our game plan. Geelong experts are playing at skilled. We got beaten by the better team on the day. I don't think our season's cooked, and I definitely think we absolutely smash Freo because Freer are no good and we're just a better side than them. Yeah, well, the line's 20 points. You cover that because they can't score and you should be able to score against them. This is this is the, this is a little, like, punter's inside tip is that Richmond are great after a loss because everyone loses their brain because we're Richmond fans and we're idiots and suddenly everyone jumps off the bandwagon, the line sprays out or comes in depending on what the situation is. And so, yeah, giving up 20 points to a Freer team that just got beaten by 100 is ridiculous. Well, this is a world first. World first about to happen here. World exclusive. Baz is three weeks in a row backing True. Richmond to cover the line, and I reckon under 165. Definitely, definitely. Cover and unders for me as well, and that rounds out uh, footy forecast. Everyone's favourite segment, our feature bets for the weekend. This is where the money is made and the head wobbles begin. What's your sure thing for the weekend, Barrel? My sure thing for the weekend is, well, I've got two for you, like last week. Um, I think the under in the Carlton Hawthorne game, 181.5, get on that, 
definitely be unders. My other one is, now it's meant to be a decent track on the weekend and hopefully this thing does run. Uh, the stable has said if it doesn't run, it will be back probably next week, uh, but only if it's not wet enough. Uh, race five, number one, Catchy. It's $2.80 favorite. Look, should be winning this. Uh, it's only failed. It has won four at five starts. It failed in the... Uh, failed last time it ran. It finished near the end because it had a bit of a bleeding problem. It's had a spell. It's been trying really, really well. It's been set for this uh, first up because it's had a few few trials. The only problem, it won't run if it's wet. And if it doesn't run if it's wet, then back its stable mate Tulip because that is meant to run this if it's wet. Otherwise, again, if it's... So the way the stables put it is if it's a good track this Saturday, Catchy runs and wins pretty much. If Tulip... Tulip won't run if it's dry. If it's a wet track, Catchy won't run, run the following week. Tulip will run and will win. That's how I see this race. So get on at Catchy. It will be winning. Um, there's a few... And this weekend's racing is, is absolutely awesome. All the good horses are starting to come back. It's great to watch. You get to see some really good young talent two three-year-olds starting as well so if you're not doing anything on Saturday in between the footy watch the races too easy and my sure thing is uh, all themed bets this week and theme number one for my sure thing romance is dead aka Port Adelaide to win uh, shop around because you can probably get a bit over two bucks for them and they are going to do an absolute number on the Bulldogs and uh, yep that's all there is to it Money for jam, two bucks. Use it as your insurance bet for the weekend because that will cover you nice and easily. So, what's your value bet for weekend bets? Um, back to the races as well. Race seven, number four, Toes and Stardom. It's had three starts in Australia. Should have won. It's in its first start at the Mooney Valley. Just block, it was going back, you know, over a year ago. Blocked for all hell. Ran fourth. Then went for a spell. Came back and ran second to Blackheart Bart, who is a three dollar favourite for this race. And Toes and Stardom is around the thirteen dollar mark. And then had another little fresh up, came back and ran second again to Palatino. So it's dual win, not, I mean, obviously, but it's good first up. It likes the track, likes the distance. The master Darren Weir is training. Darren Weir and Tom Hayes and, uh, um, sorry, David Hayes and Tom Dominic have an absolutely massive chance of just cleaning up on Saturday with the amount of good horses they've got running. Weir's got about six in this race, but Totem Stardom is the best, or I think the best value. It does have a bit of a wide barrier. There will be a bit of a pace early in the race, but that's okay because I think with the rail being at three metres, to me a bit wet on you know, Friday, Saturday, they will be coming to the outside late, so I don't think it's really going to affect Totem Stardom that much. And I just think, yeah, like Blackheart Bart's probably the one to beat, don't get me wrong. And there's a few other pretty smart horses in the race, obviously being Hartnell. Lankin Rupee's going to run in Adelaide. Um, there's a few other there like Star Exhibit and here's our Rocky as well Duke of Brunswick like, the list goes on but I see Toes and Stardom at 13, 14 bucks will give you a good run for your money very very good there my value bet back to the footy Friday night Adelaide to win cover and the over-unders to go over 170 gives you $3.40 which for a footy match on a Friday night is enough value to shout your mates a couple of drinks and cover your palmer as well and it definitely definitely will happen uh, do you have a multi this week Baz? I'm a multi, and it's also my uh, shout the bar bet. Oh, there we go, mega multi. Yeah, mega multi. So they're all overs and unders. So if you don't figure out what overs and unders are yet, it's total match points of the game, the game of AFL, obviously, and whether you go over that total match points or under. Now, all these I've gone under on, 
except for St Kilda North Melbourne. So Western Bulldogs Port Adelaide under 168.5. Uh, Carlton Hawthorne under 181.5. Melbourne Brisbane is under 194. St Kilda North Melbourne is over 185 and Fremantle Richmond is under 166. Now you get roughly $24, $25 there together and I've done it safely. I've just multied the four of them in a four combo and a five as well. So all together. So if I only get four, I still get a collect. And if I get five, then I get a bigger collect. Very good. I did uh, two multis as well. Uh, my just regular multi is called over-unders. So very similar theme. I've just added uh, Adelaide Sydney to go over 170 and then put the unders in for the Carlton, Hawthorne and Frio Richmond game, which gives you $7.07 which is a nice safe multi. And then my shout the bar is the cover up winter special, which is the following favorites to cover their line. So Adelaide, Geelong, GWS, Essendon, Hawthorne, and Richmond, all to win against the spread to cover their, cover the line. And that gives you 50 bucks to every dollar spent. So stake it out properly. We'll put it all up on, on, on socials and on the uh, weekly write-ups. And follow Baz at Tenshi Randall for his horse racing bets, which do get up more often than not. And you'll have yourself a very, very productive weekend. Yeah, and next weekend, we'll preview the uh, McGregor Mayweather fight. It's only one week away. I know you're pretty keen for that. I'm super, super keen for that. And super, super keen for hopefully, hopefully the unthinkable happening, but it probably won't. Anyway. And, and obviously, the Aussies play some cricket as well in Bangladesh. Yes. And they are not looking great, Nick, to be fair. <laughs> but anyways... More on that next week. Thanks, Baz. Thanks, mate. Go, go, Pies. Go, Tigers.